Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair You saw the saddest tweet maybe I've ever seen the other day. Did you see the tweet from Brian Wilson? No. The great Brian Wilson lost his wife, Melinda. Been married for 40-some-odd years. She helped get him back to, um, you know, living again and making music again. And he, I mean, his tweet, Ben, ripped my soul out. Uh, just my, this, she was my everything, my light. I'm, we're broken. The kids and I are crying. I'm like, oh my god! So warmest uh, uh, thoughts out to one of the one of the best musical geniuses that's ever touched the earth, Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys. But shout out to his family. No, not really. He's not. He's not dead. She did. Her family. Yeah, that's his he's, family. He, no, I guess shout out to his family, family too. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, it plays. Shout out to Fair his family. Enough. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Paulie. All right. Uh, final hour. Don't forget, you're listening for our sounder to win the Aztecs tickets against Utah State. If you don't know what it is, you'll know it when you hear it. How That's true. That, that yeah. is, Even if you weren't listening earlier in the show, you should have should be fairly obvious what you hear, when to call, 833-288-0973. Aztecs playing Utah State Saturday at Viejas Arena. Chance to get right back into the conference race after New Mexico lost at home to Boise. It's now Utah State-Boise at the top, followed by San Diego State, New Mexico, Colorado State, Nevada, a bunch of teams uh, right back there in the Mountain West. So we'll have those tickets to give away. Paulie's going to have some headlines coming up. It's going to be a commercial up. break, those tickets. Like right before a break? During a break? Oh, it Commercial could be during break? the break. Oh, that is tough. Make that it is work tough. For him. You got to listen the whole time through. You're vamping right now, are you? I am vamping a little bit. Because I can't say anything yet. But I'll say something as soon as I am allowed to say something. <laughs> but I can't say anything yet. So I'm just kind of vamping a little bit at the moment. Which is not my favorite thing hey, you, to do. There is... you, you like to let me twist in I the do, wind I as do. I'm like vamping. Watching you vamp. But is... then I'll start talking about things that you have no interest in me talking Correct. about. Correct. And then I'll like cut you the off. The first round of the AT&T Pebble <laughs> Beach National Pro-Am <laughs> starting today. Uh, you know, oh, some pretty... God. Oh, I saw the coolest video. So, you know, they're playing at Pebble Beach this week. Here he goes. And like here, the we- do it. The weather is the weather is nasty. The wind is like blowing. So you know fa- the famous hole at Pebble Beach, the par three, one hundred yards downhill. 
It's like one of the shortest holes in professional golf. If it's a calm day, these guys are hitting like half sandwiches. <laughs> yes. So Tony Finau is playing a practice round, and the wind is just gusting so hard. He pulls out his driver. He hits that thing about 350. He has the swing speed, so he hit 170-something mile-an-hour swing speed. You know, hits a big fade right into the wind. The thing ends up right on the back fringe. 100 yards driver. That is uh, that is incredible that you could even actually hit a ball like that and win like that. But they could be facing some nasty weather uh, if the uh, this this week at the Pebble Beach Pro. And if they can even get it in uh, with one of the uh, it's the second elevated tournament of the year for the PGA Tour. Ben's not teasing you guys right now. We literally can't say anything until we can. Sorry. He's not we trying to string you along. Until we can. And then right. once we can, we can say it. Uh, but we can't yet. So I can continue to vamp. Uh, had a big announcement yesterday about the New Zealand All Blacks coming to San Diego this July. In fact, it's on your birthday, right? July 19th? July 19th. They're going to be playing on your birthday against Fiji, two of the top rugby teams in the world. Now, you know why the, well, one of the reasons why the All Blacks are so famous is they're the team that performs the traditional Maori haka dance, the haka dance prior to every single match. It's part of their cultural tradition and part of the tradition of their uh, their national team that they. It's a very if you haven't seen it, I think most people have, but it's a very coordinated dance routine involving you know steps and maneuvers, and you know they have to practice that. I would imagine quite a bit to get it down to make sure it looks good before every single match, and it's just part of the culture of their club. Would you want to ever see like a like a protein like if the Padres had like a dance routine they did before every game? Don't would we that do that be, already? I mean, would that not, be not, good? <laughs> would that be a good thing? An entertain an added bonus to your entertainment? I like entertainment. I also like wins. I just you know give me the wins. Now they get a lot of wins too. They're they're, One of the top yeah, rugby teams forever. in the world. I think they're ranked third in the world right now. The added time that they use you know, scripting their, you know, working on their dance doesn't seem to hurt them. I was thinking about that uh, going to that game. It is on my birthday. What day of the week Friday. is it on? It's on a Friday. Friday, right. 7.30, yeah. Snapdragon Stadium. be pretty solid to see that. I mean, you're talking about seeing the, the, the best, highest, level, the highest of level of the best of uh, the There's best. a lot of rugby fans in San Diego. There we go. Did you get it? I no, got it. I have not gotten it yet. It's so. on the, the Twitter. Kick off the 20th anniversary of Petco Park with the San Diego Padres at FanFest. It is happening. Learn more about our opening week events and how to secure tickets below. Uh, so you clicked on the link here, Benny. FanFest will be Sunday, March 24th from 1230 to 530 p.m. Uh, learn more about the day's events and how to secure free tickets required for admission. That's the, the thing that they do. All right, so you got to get your tickets. Let's go piece by piece here. Sunday, the 20, what was it? 24th. 24th. Write it down. All right, so this will be after they go to Korea. They'll have already played two games. Yeah. They will come back, two and, and they will have their fan fest on that Sunday, March 24th from 1230 to 530 at Petco Park. Correct. And it will be, there'll be player photo and autographs, yeah. celebrity softball game, brand new Gallagher Square opening. That's kind of a big deal. Uh, here's the names, guys that you may know and love. Um, scheduled appearances by Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Xander Bogarts, Joe Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, Mike Schilt, and more. Padres members receive early entry at noon. Uh, it's going to have the opportunity to see the Gallagher Square, take photos, receive autographs, watch the uh, the inaugural Celebrity Alumni Softball Game. Uh, alumni Trevor Hoffman and Tony Gwynn Jr. against each other as opposing managers. That's fun. Uh, featuring 
notable Padres fans who are NFL, Olympic, NWSL, WNBA, UFC, collegiate, and entertainment legends. Hacksaw will be there. Yeah. I, um, I just wanted to announce that I've given it great thought, uh, the celebrity alumni game, and I have decided that I am not going to be participating this year, mostly because I was not invited. So, But yeah. I just wanted to let everybody know that well, I'm not. It says legends. Now, I've been told that you're a legend on this show, but me and Paulie are not because we weren't born here. Entertainment so. legend. Right. Entertainment yeah. well, legend. Well, I mean, you know, one, one of us might qualify. So they didn't so ask far. you. I have not been asked. Right. So I'm not going to play. I don't think you'll play. Um, so that's one of the new things. Uh, some of the things that you're used to, the garage sale uh, for the Padres Foundation will be back as well. The autograph sessions you mentioned. One new thing that I am excited about. So because this is so close to the season and they've already played some games, they're going to try to be staying fresh. So there's actually going to be a workout on the field at 3.30 where the players will be, you know, practicing, taking, taking ground balls, BP, I think, um, you know, fly balls, things like that. But during that workout, while the players are on the field, apparently mud is going to be going around and talking to the players and doing like Q&A and interviews during the workout right. that is happening on the field at FanFest because they are this like other FanFests have happened before they even went to spring training. This is actually like they're in they're in the season at this point. They've already played two games. They got the opener coming up in 4 days after this, so they'll be more in like game ready mode. Uh, to be ready out there and, and preparing for their next game of the season. Well, and this is really cool. During the workouts, again, 2 to 3.30 p.m. on that Sunday at FanFest, they're doing the Golden Ball promotion. So they're going to have batting practice, and all the Padres will be hitting and launching balls into the stands. And if you get a ball that has like golden gold stitching on it, you take that baseball to the team store and you can redeem it for a – Padres replica jersey of your choice, it says. Oh, nice. I love that. I love that, too. So there'll be a few scrambles for home runs and long foul balls. Now, usually they have the batting practice. They've got the net up. So probably not going to be a lot of foul balls. <laughs> it's going to be the ones that are out. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't sit out. behind home plate. For yeah, those. I wouldn't sit behind home plate. It's batting practice. Sit out in the outfield, deep down the lines. There'll be good places to try to get those golden balls that you're going to exchange for uh, replica jerseys, which will be a fun element of FanFest this Save year. Save him saying golden balls. Also, <laughs> uh, I think we are going to uh, be broadcasting live from there is what I was told. The, the wheels are in, in motion for that. that. last year? Yep, was which incredible. was incredible. blast, dude. It so was much fun. insane. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to come out and see your, your favorite fan hosts. One thing that I did not see mentioned is the Padres have previously announced that they were going to hold a celebration of life for Peter Seidler that same weekend at Petco Park, the weekend of March 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Maybe all the details haven't been I, I doubt that's yet. something that they would do at FanFest. So I don't think so. My I guess don't. would be then it'll probably be one of the previous days after they get back, but before FanFest, maybe on that Saturday. We have not received any details, but I know people have been curious about that. That was not included in this announcement, but I do believe they're still working on the details for that celebration of life for Peter Seidler. But FanFest will be well, I can... Sunday, March 24th. And then we also have, we got more coming out that week, uh, Monday the 25th at 6.40 p.m., playing the Mariners in the exhibition game. And then they also play Tuesday the day game at 1.10. And in honor of the 20th anniversary of Petco Park, it says tickets for each game will be $20 for adults, $10 for kids, 14 and under. And those go on sale Tuesday, February 13th, 
season ticket members get pre-sale access before that. But 20 bucks if you want to go watch um, Monday or Tuesday against the Mariners. So we got FanFest. We'll be broadcasting there on Sunday. Exhibition games at Petco Park Monday and Tuesday. And then... Opening day on Thursday, baby. It's Opening on. day on Thursday. We'll be broadcasting it's live be a somewhere fun downtown. Week. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun week. And I, as far as the Peter Seidler thing goes, don't worry. I'm not worried. Not you. Okay. Don't. They haven't forgotten. They're <laughs> not going to forget. Yeah, they're not. They, it will be uh, spectacular and it will be poignant and it will be beautiful. It will happen. That's one thing I can tell you. Rest assured, Padres fans, if you want to uh, pay your respects to Peter Seidler, you are going to get that opportunity to do so. And uh, as for those two games, I think that's a great idea, uh, doing the affordable tickets. Obviously, they're they're exhibition games, and because the Padres will have just played a couple of games and have another game, my guess would be that the starters will get no more than like a, a an at bat or two uh, over one of those two days because yeah. they're not going to want to. They're not going to. They'll just be back from Korea and they're going to want to be careful with those guys. So it'll probably be a chance to see Yancey some of the, and Darvish or Musgrove. yeah. You'll, you'll you'll get to see some of the younger guys and and maybe they'll bring up some of the prospects. Maybe even like an Ethan Salas will get a chance to play uh, in one of those games at Petco Park because I would imagine it'll be more of a showcase for the minor league guys who will be getting ready for their season, which won't have started yet. Uh, the major league guys, though, two games in, you know, will will probably not have a lot of opportunities in those games. You don't want them to get hurt yeah. either at that close to, to the see, season. Uh, the new Gallagher Square, the renderings look incredible. Yeah. I've seen some videos from uh, moving the statue, moving the Tony, Tony statue over was just to the, moved this week. It's like elevated now, looking at Trevor Hoffman's statue, which I think is cool. I guess they got a new video board at the Saquon stage. They'll do the Q and A that they did last year. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited. Man. Here's what I want to know. So we remember FanFest last year. Woo! It was nuts. It's chaos. It's it chaos. was crazy with the anticipation of that season, with the hype, with P- PSA, the signings. PSA already for this year's FanFest. Don't go expecting to get every player's autograph and every player a photo with every player. You might get one if you're lucky. If I, it's anything like last year, the lines were several hours long. Did you Jesse Agler in her, uh, autograph? Because yeah. I saw he was signing autographs. Last I, year. I think it, it clearly will be fun, and the Padres seem like they're they're putting together a really good plan for this. But I've got to imagine the atmosphere is going to be somewhat dependent if the Padres go to Korea, and they win both games against the Dodgers, or even if they split. It doesn't matter. Uh, if they get if they matter. get bodied in both games, it it's going to I, I think it. I, I think, think it, it might matter a little bit. I don't think it if they get bodied in, the in bo- if they get bodied in both games by the Dodgers, remember that season it's when they, the, they didn't the, score in the first series against the. Dodgers? I think the transactions that AJ Preller makes between now well, and no, those make Korea games, that's going to like have more of an impact. But if, even on if he fans. does nothing, if they win those two games, everybody's back all in. Which it makes no sense. Everybody that's everybody it's that was going to no go sense. to Fan Fest is going to go. Everybody that was going to skip Fan Fest <laughs> is going to skip. Still, if they go and body the Dodgers for two games, it's going to make a difference. Nobody's going to say, "Well, yeah, I'm going to go out and see the boys." <laughs> yeah, oh, they home. might. They I think won't. there might be a few people who will be like, "What? Oh, really? They beat so, okay, let me. I'm going to head out there." By that logic, <laughs> then it's like you have to win every single game to be all in on. I'm the team. not saying you know sports fans aren't logical. No. There's no logic that goes into this. Of course, it doesn't matter how they do in the first two games. We'll have very little impact on what they do over 162 games. I'm just saying, sports fans aren't that logical. 
I bet they're hoping that they come back with a win or two. Well, I mean, obviously yeah. they're hoping they do. But it might affect the mood just a little bit at FanFest on the day, two, two days after they get back from Korea. I, I can't wait for FanFest. Oh, of course. It's such a I, great time last it's year. It's going to be fun. I like that it's, uh, obviously, it's a little bit different for the Padres and the Dodgers in particular with the Korea series. I love having it closer to the season. Me though. too. It was fun last year. I had a great time. What was I the lag? It was like the end of January or the very yeah. beginning of February. It was, it was yeah, weekend. it was like a week or two before spring training yeah. even Which started. I get it. It's kind of like a little send off for the players before they go out to spring training. But man, I think it's much better. Personally, I, I enjoy it more having it right up against opening day. Yeah. Within a week, you get excited at Fan Fest, and then before you know it, uh, Wednesday night rolls around, and you're getting ready to plan your opening day on Thursday. Cannot wait, man. Cannot wait. So that's here. It's it's right around the corner. So good to have that. There were a lot of people that thought the Padres were going to boot or punt Fan Fest this year. It's not happening. Um, it, it, it will happen at Petco Park. And again, the date is February 24th. Make sure you go get your tickets. Uh, they're free tickets, but you got to sign up and get your tickets. Uh, I think four per person. So, yep, go, uh, go get that done today. Padres.com. All right, uh, this hour of Ben and Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. We still have a Rindle report coming up. Still going to give away those Aztecs tickets. Be listening carefully. Do not go away. It's Ben and Woods back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Who's this song by? Stone Temple Pilots. It's not new. No, it's old. Fairly old. It's great. Picture of a photograph is a very social media thing nowadays. Yeah, I got a picture of a photograph. Yeah, you're going to post this picture of a photograph on my Instagram feed. Are you vamping again? I'm not vamping oh, okay. anymore. Now I'm just actually riffing, riffing and observing. <laughs> like a great jazz musician <laughs> that you are. <laughs> I hear something, I react to it. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> Just like, uh, just like our winner in the break heard my 
my vocal stylings, my stomach stylings, and called uh, in and won the Aztecs tickets. Who was our winner? Uh, Luis. Luis, congratulations. Going You're going game. to Saturday's oh, it's huge. Aztecs-Utah State game. Uh, <laughs> tickets are on sale at GoAztecs.com. Make sure you sell that out. Make it hostile for the Aggies as the Aztecs try to climb back up within a game of first place in the Mountain West, get back on track. But congratulations, Luis. He wins it. Everybody else, sorry. I think... Um, Listen to Annie, Annie and Elston, Elston Gwen and Chris. Gwen and Chris will have tickets to give away as well. No, later. Man. <laughs> I'm pretty f- far from okay. <laughs> the guy screaming in agony after he's been shot in the belly. Step or, aside. Uh, I don't think it the, was the, a little below the belly. I don't but. think it was the belly. Okay. <laughs> south of the equator. A little south there. of the belly. Yes. Somewhere around there. I think that would hurt. It's a great. Great actor. That's a great. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? (laughs) I want to play that drop for Foster every time he calls in. (laughs) You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? (laughs) He's this thing. Rames is so good. I, I think we've talked about it before. When I was watching that movie, I was like, this movie's badass. I mean, it's got everything I'm looking for. And then that scene happened, and it was like. You took the wheel. I was going 95 miles an hour, and you just reached over, grabbed the wheel, and yanked me off the road. <laughs> and I just was staring at the screen, going, "Why is he in a box? How does that? Does he live there? Does he? They just keep him there? Do they know? Do they do this every day? Do they have people in and bring him downstairs? Why is that guy in a box? How did he get there? What happened to him in his life that made him be in an all leather suit and live in a box? And they bring him out when they want to abuse somebody. I ain't through with you by oh. damn sight. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. <laughs> How did he, Who thinks of the gimp? Like, who in their mind was like, here's what I'll do. Quentin Two Tarantino. guys. One guy works at a pawn shop. The other guy just hangs out there all, all day. Down in the basement, though, they've got a guy. Zed. Zed. No, Zed. Yeah, Zed. Yeah. Yeah, they have a guy down Zed's in the dead, box. Baby. They have a guy down in the box. The gimp. The gimp. And he just lives down there. Yeah. I make sure they take care of him and feed him. And Little sandwiches stuff. and stuff in <laughs> there. I would think. Little Debbies. You know, some, like, playtime, you know, during the day. Oh, my God. Some sort. How do you even you kind of depraved. I have a pretty depraved mind. That would never even enter my, <laughs> my atmosphere. I got to read up on that. That's a good rabbit hole right there. Like, how'd you think of that, you absolute creep? You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? Gets me every time. I had to talk to our hillbilly friend yesterday. Yeah, you did. Oh, oh Polly's in the chamber, by the way, Benny. Did you hear this? No. <sighs> car troubles, man. He had, to call, uh, he had to call our buddy Foster, who was in the car business for many, many, many years, and very, very uh, adept at dealing with Used car, car salesman? No, he no. like ran a dealership. Oh, okay, just checking. My oh, check engine light came God. on the other day, so I made. An but yeah, it's also that too. He feels like he could sell me a used car. Oh, he I could. Mean, I've oh, met Foster. Yeah. That's why I <laughs> thought of it. It's a skill. It's a mouth. skill set. My check engine light came on, and I wasn't super worried about it because the car was driving totally fine. I thought, I don't know, maybe it's telling me I know I'm a little overdue for an oil change. I don't know if go that's... to socaloilchange.com. That's yeah. so- socaloilchange.com at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Thank you don't you even have much. to get out of your car. Minutes, you sit right in your Polly. car. Anyways, the uh, fine mechanics gave me a call yesterday afternoon. Let me know that uh, they had done their inspection. And it was probably the the estimate was probably more than the car is worth, which is unbelievable. Failing catalytic converter. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> Made up. <laughs> you can't just make up 
car parts. You're now. not going to pass your smog test now if your catalytic converter is not working. Well, I don't know that I'm going to. It's going to matter. I don't think this car is going to make it till its next it's, smog uh, test. The, now. Can we say the number that they gave you? Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty five hundred. It's the only number they know. <laughs> it's the only number I get every time I go. Is that I the only number you guys yeah. know? Twenty five hundred. That ain't All right, happening. Here this you go, car, dude. <laughs> Turds. It's the only number. Twenty five hundred, man. Oh, all right. It's an oil good. change. Put it on my debit card. I added windshield wipers. Yeah. Twenty five hundred. Can I get an air freshener too? Yeah, no, twenty five hundred. It's the only number they got. So, dude, I swear to God, I was just in the blender yesterday. Yeah, it almost makes you want to mad cry. I mean, the, this car is paid off next month. <laughs> I drove this thing off the lot God. in twenty eighteen or whatever it was, and it is paid off. Almost paid off. And of course, this happens. Uh, I don't know. Somebody like was like, "Oh, it could be under warranty still. Usually, it's a hundred thousand no, miles." No. But come on, now. catalytic. Uh, my buddy that works at a dealership said some catalytic converters like, "Oh yeah, that could be like, longer it could be one twenty. Yeah. And if it was one twenty, I'd, I'd be safe." But uh, regardless, I'm like, I'm taking that twenty five hundred. That's going to have to be a down payment on a new car. On a new whip. What's the highest mileage you've ever gotten Ooh, out of one question. of your cars? I, much, I've dude. gotten to like 175,000. Wow. I think I got car. to like 140, and I like I think I panicked. And I think was my like, mom's right. car that she had when I was a kid, and we got it to like 160. I've been told you get over like 120, you pretty much have to put a lot of money into redoing yeah. everything. And if you do, you can make it last another 100,000 or so, but you have to put a lot of money into it at that point. I told you guys, it's timing, right? I told you what happened to me. I leased a car for the first time in my entire life. I've never leased a car. I've always bought a car. Leased a car. The day I went into Mission Fed to like, what was I doing? Oh, it's when I bought them, I bought out of my lease to go into Mission Fed and make my very first payment. The day of, I paid my first payment there and set up the auto pay. That day, I got in my car, I started my car, the check engine light came on. It was like somebody at Mission Fed hit a button. All right. How did it know, though? He's in the parking lot. If you had turned it back in, I'm sure it would have been fine. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> if you had said, no, I'm good, we're done he's with walking. the lease. He's uh, he's unlucky. Okay, he's in. All right, hit it. Boom. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, no, he turned it back in. It's our car yeah. now? It's right, fine. Turn it off. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, 2500 <laughs> it it, It's the check engine light. I'm telling you. Oh, my God, this person said my Lexus RX had 320000 Wow. That's crazy. Holy smokes, dude. I'm sorry, Polly. The car stuff. This has three cars over two hundred thousand. Well, dude, miles. and when I I'm talking to the mechanic, and I've already seen some people in the chat saying that's way too much. One of my buddies, he works for Range Rover. He's a mechanic, and he goes, first of all, don't pay. If, yeah, you're, don't if pay. you're gonna get that fixed, don't pay that much. Go somewhere else. You could probably get it done. But I go, what happened here? Because this car is like still getting paid off. It, I drove it off the lot. Quite frankly, I didn't drive it a whole lot for a couple of years during yeah, the pandemic. pandemic yeah. And I just wasn't driving. I mean, I think 113,000 miles over the course of five or six years isn't terrible. I go, what? how did this happen? And he goes, I know it's not a great answer, but uh, bad luck sometimes is just the answer. I'm like, oh, okay. Some people have good luck. Matthew says his 99 Forerunner has 390,000 miles on it and runs like a top. 390,000. I am so... What's the best car for somebody that drives like I do? Fast, hard... Heavy on the brakes, heavy on the gas. I'm just hard on, I'm rough on cars. I always have been. Somebody said a BMW, but I'm like, I don't want to drive a BMW. They're made for that kind of, but I need something that, like, you know, that I can I can wear out because I I, I just wear cars out. 
I've always, uh, I had Hondas that lasted a long time, but I don't know if they have the performance you're looking for. I, I don't, don't need to drive perform- fast. I don't. I mean, I drive fast. fast. But they, don't do go, they, they don't go that fast. Do they go 100? Then that's all. I, that's I as mean, fast maybe, as I go. Maybe if you put your foot all the way down <laughs> to the bottom. <laughs> I never tried, but I don't know. Oh, dude. I miss, you know what I miss? Uh, we got to take a break. But remember when they had the, the analog odometers and it would actually like spin? And oh, yeah. Slowly, <laughs> like when you get to 100,000, it's 99999 and... He slowly turns to 100,000. It felt like a momentous occasion when that happened. Remember when Ferris Bueller tried to take them off <laughs> Backwards. by putting them in reverse? I remember when I work. hit 69,000 miles in my car. It was at 68,500 or something. I'm like, I can't just remember. Take a picture. <laughs> take a picture of this. Freaking guess children. Who, guess who looked down and it was like 69,000. Oh, Damn it! Booted. Can't ever go back. <laughs> All right, uh, Pauly, car trouble and all, still has a Rindle report for us in our final segment. It is coming up next with Ben Woods here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't go away. 2,500. We are Tom and Ray, the car guys on NPR, <laughs> taking your mileage questions here. You want to call in. Now, they are actually a very popular show. I had no idea how much car talk moves the needle. Our chat has gone crazy. It went ham. It was like, everyone with their cars, how many miles that they have on their car. Wow. So jealous of all of you. I car know. talk is very popular. Also, oh, we got an answer to your question. About the gimp yeah, in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction got this uh, tweet from Brian, who uh, pulled up an old Quentin Tarantino interview where he was talking about that character. And Quentin Tarantino said, "It doesn't quite play this way in the movie, but in my mind, when I wrote it, the gimp's dead. Butch knocked him out, and when he passed out, he hung himself. In terms of backstory, he was like a hitchhiker or somebody that he picked up seven years ago. They trained him so he's the perfect victim." That's from Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. I mean, he's definitely on their side. He's, like, trying to alert them that... God, that, yeah. That, that uh, he's getting he's, free. That Butch is getting out. Right. Like, yeah, no, no, oh, no, this is going to be bad. But he's got the thing He's not trying room. to escape. He doesn't, no. you know, he's like, hey, help me escape. I'll help you escape. They're definitely... He's definitely on he's the on their captor's side, side right. in the movie, correct? Yeah, it's just weird to me yeah. that there's a... Well, it shouldn't be weird. I mean, like, he's, like, a submissive. You've seen that, right? The... In like what? Like S and M that you know, in that subculture you have like a dominant and a submissive, and there are people who like to be ordered around or bossed around when it comes to their, you know, play fantasies. That's a real thing. That's a psych I mean it's not even that's like a healthy, sometimes psychological way you can separate. It oftentimes like powerful people like CEOs will enjoy Oh my god. Like not having control for a while it's in their happening. life. I mean, I don't have any personal experience that with was, this, That's what I would... You sound... Because you're speaking as you, if you're the foremost authority yeah. on doms and submissives. He asked... I mean... 
Your, to answer your question, yes, I've. Heard I like of to it. be informed <laughs> on subjects, so you have you have heard of that. Yes, I've heard okay. of it. I'm 48 years old, I'm a grown man. <laughs> what do you think? I just didn't think that you knew so so much about it. I just like to stay informed, and I was curious actually watching that movie, that character. Like, can I <laughs> learn a little more more about the Gimp? What's going on there? My question is, he's been in a box for seven years. That's the weird part to me. I mean, was he all? Was he keeping him in the box the whole time? Maybe he just happened to be on nap time and he was in the box. Nap time. <laughs> I like that he says powerful CEOs sometimes. <laughs> I've seen that. I read that. You, where? <laughs> Penthouse letters. Where'd you read it? Well, probably Wikipedia. What were you doing on Wikipedia? Look at S and M Bond. Yeah, Rich. I'm curious. I was probably curious about it. I like to learn about, about things. Own. Yeah, see, <laughs> I only get masks. He's got it with him. There it is. Put it on. Where are you doing this research? Oh, he just put it over the the camera with the hole. <laughs> Now everybody in the chat <laughs> is now the GIMP, and you can look at me through the GIMP mask as you're watching Ben and Woods. That is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Are we in the trust tree, Ben? Yeah. Never tried any of it. Never tried any of it, no. Like me. <laughs> All right. Question two. Would you? Sure, why not? That's yes. All right. Which role? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't really put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. that one. I think I go either way. All right. He's open. I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, you are. Experimental. <laughs> the watching this through the mask, the hole in the mask is my favorite thing of all time. I'm looking at him right now. You have the POV of the gimp right now. If it had eye holes. Right. Maybe she doesn't. This is actually the mouth hole. <laughs> Adam is having a heart attack. I know. Let's right take now. a break for traffic, well, and then we'll get to the Rindle crap. report. Pineapple, in our last pineapple. Minute. Nobody said pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh, of boy. the Rindle report. Now tune into the motherfucking greatest. Welcome to the Rindle report. With Paul Reindel. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start off in Major League Baseball. And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, Biatch? It's the Reindel Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the mood? I need some help, please. <laughs> that was good. Can I get a yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I will never, ever complain about a slow offseason again. <laughs> ever. I swear to God, I will never, ever complain about a s- AJ Preller. In fact, don't make any moves because I like where this is going That's and has fantastic. gone. Ben's uh, alter ego, Ben Franco. <laughs> Spencer in the chat was like, Paul, please schedule more guests. No, and miss no. out on Spencer, content. Are like you out that? of your mind? Oh, my God. What is happening? That is so good. <laughs> We said, yeah, miss, imagine you missed the whole show and you just popped, popped in, in for that. All right. We could be previewing USD's game at San Francisco tonight we with could. Steve Lavin at the moment, yeah, but we we're not. Be. We're not. not. Way better. Be Way better. All right, we're going to run a little short on time here. So I'm just going to do two stories. We'll start off a uh, note for Major League Baseball. We knew the first few Sunday night baseball assignments, but mm-hmm. we've got a little bit more. 
saw this here. Major League Baseball games will happen this month, so we're celebrating by announcing another round of ESPN Sunday Night Baseball Game selections. This comes from uh, Ben Cafardo. He does uh, communications work for ESPN. May 5th, this is a Sunday Night Baseball matchup between the Giants and the Phillies. May 12th will be the Braves versus the Mets. And on May 19th, the Padres taking on the Atlanta Braves. They already had some national games scheduled early in the season. In addition to the Korea games, they had a couple of, I think, Sunday games in April. So another Padres Sunday night game. They're going to be on TV still. Yeah. That means the the powers that be, whether or not Padres fans agree, the powers that be still think the Padres will be an interesting, competitive, exciting team in 2024. For the Braves and the Dodgers. Well, yeah, but you could have... You can have them play each other, and you don't yeah. have to include the Padres at, at all. all in some of these games. I feel so. like we're the afterthought in all of the <laughs> Sunday night games. It's because of the teams. No, I mean there were years where the Padres were bad, and they never appeared. Never. So yeah. there's, I think you have to be at least somewhat good to get into these games. Still, still some good storylines. Uh, Paulie, if you don't have that second story, I'll just throw in the breaking news. Woods, you were right. Commanders hiring Dan, Dan Quinn, Quinn as their new head coach. As filling, I speculated. Filling the last vacancy. So you got that good insight from Woodsy, who NFL speculated insider. earlier today. Now, yeah. Adam Schefter is confirming the Woodsy report Legendary. from this morning that he was hearing rumblings it's about wild. Dan Quinn. It's wild I don't get more credit for Being the, the new coach news. of the Washington Commanders. No read. one... No one on the West Coast really has dialed in with more Commanders news than you yeah, are. I mean, just NFL in general? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sports in general. Yeah. I, I bet Commanders I bet fans are very excited so, now today. I bet they're so bummed. They're like, oh, God, all right. Wait, the Chargers got a hardball? Yeah, yeah. We're getting Dan, Dan Quinn? Dan Quinn. God, retread of retreads. <laughs> Man, God, it's going to be a tough life to be a Commanders it fan. It really has. I mean, I Those do feel people. Finally, I we do. got rid of our owner. Things are looking up. Dan Here's Dan Quinn. <laughs> come in from a long hot. Even day, if we get to a Super Bowl, he's gonna blow it. You, you come up. You come in from a long hot day, and your wife just hands you a glass of warm milk. That's what it feels like for a Commanders fan. Yeah, all right. Okay, and then finally, my last story here. There is a guy, 37-year-old man named Sean Gee, and he wanted to climb Mount Everest, but he deemed that it was too expensive to make that trip and make that work for him. So he climbed the equivalent of Mount Everest (laughs) on his stairs at home. Adam Jones, are you listening out there? Oh, that guy. It took him (laughs) less than a day. Okay, hold on. Took him less than a day. Really? He did the equivalent of Mount Everest on his his basement stairs, right? Just climbing up one. So it's a double flight here. Oh, there he goes. Up one, up the other, and then he goes back down. He, he doesn't just subtract up, when he goes down. He just, just adds standard when he goes household up. staircase, yeah. right, basement so. to top floor, or whatever. He was just doing that feet. over, over, and over, and over again. Because you can see his wife there in the background. I bet she's like, "You're what are you doing? You moron! Please stop!" Mm. He was uh, trying to get Guinness World Records to name him the first person to ascend hmm. and descend the height of Mount. How Everest many times do you think he had hours? to go up and down? To get there, I'm trying to do math in my head. See if no I can figure it out. Man. My guess, I'm guessing, about eighteen hundred times more than that. Polly, do you have the number? All it says here is that it was the equivalent of three thousand two hundred seventy-seven floors. 
The equivalent of over 32 Empire State Buildings. Yep. Holy God. And he did it all in 22 hours and 57 minutes. Straight, right? He just did it. He did. He raised. I mean, that's he raised four hundred dollars for suicide prevention. I feel like for that should have been like forty thousand dollars. <laughs> I would like to donate because that's not enough money for that very noble cause. He already holds the record for the longest time playing an arcade dance game. And this guy is he's a he's addicted to what's uh, that game called? Guinness uh, World Records. Dance. Folly. Dance. What's the dance Fever game that you play? You know, the one where you have to do the steps. It's a DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. Dance yeah. Dance Revolution. That's what it's that. called. Oh, I was okay. like, are you tricking me? No, I just I didn't hear yeah. you say Dance the name Dance again. Revolution. That's what it's called. Okay. Yes. He. I mean. So he's doing it for the clicks and the, he likes, he likes, he likes the attention records. here. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, you remember we talked about world records before. Remember the one I wanted to break when I was a kid? Oh, you did. What was it? Pogo stick. You've never seen a better pogo sticker than your old pal Woods when I was getting boing, 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 one foot, one foot, other foot, both feet off. I really enjoyed it, and I should have stuck with it. But if you put me on one now, I could still, I could go up and down stairs. I was I like really good. bouncing a ball, a golf ball on the end of the club. I can't do it more I've than twice. To, I've gotten to six before. I think I'm short of the world record. Yeah. I'm always amazed. Like, Tiger and Phil, they can stop it, start it again, turn yeah. it around, behind their back, everything. How do they do that? It's so hard. I love the you world. Pick it up right off the ground. Like, that's no way to pick that up. Bo got for Christmas <laughs> one of those uh, Guinness Book of World. It's all updated now it's different it's it's longer and wider oh i had that book though than the one yeah. yeah but like i think we should i still think we could do the record for the two fat guys on the motorcycle <laughs> i still have always just been fascinated with those brothers that particular picture that particular just... picture lays me out <laughs> the fingernails Oh. Try the fingernails. I mean, we already set a world record for sports talk radio consecutive days without, without a guest, a guest yeah. at seven. Yeah, so, you're right. You know, that was just this last month. Yeah. What else can we do? Nobody could break that. I don't no, think it's breakable. I, I think that is breakable. one of the most. That's like not Cy Young. Town. Not in this town. Joe There's no way. Even in New York, the guys in New York are like, "You guys are crazy. You're out of my, out of your minds." Yeah. There's no way. Uh, man, that's crazy. And I, Adam Jones had tweeted the other day about somebody invited him to go climb Everest, and I it made me nervous for him. He's, I love Adam Jones. I love him, and we, he's got a family. And I'm like, bro, yeah. no, that's I no, was trying to warn him against. That's it. no joke, dude. I was kind of joking. I said, I know a guy did it three times. And he only died the third time. Right. People do die all the time climbing Mount Everest. I feel like it's fifty percent of the people die. It's not quite that much, <laughs> but it's, it's high enough to make you pause. I mean, Man. unless it's you're really on your bucket list, it's not something to take lightly my wife climbed mount whitney and said she almost died. i mean she's like this was excruciating uh speaking of guests we do have guests coming up tomorrow paulie uh yes we have a member of the san diego seals trevor baptiste oh, right. That's the, the greatest face-off guy Ever. in indoor lacrosse history Ever. and then can we tease next week's guest we got some padres no? guests next week yeah absolutely look forward to that greg <laughs> so but we have one more show this week it's tomorrow We'll talk to you then at 6 a.m. For Polly, for Woods, I'm Ben. Annie and Elston coming up next. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. From all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Get back. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 